You're listening to a message from Highway Church entitled, Knowing God. Enjoy. You know the primary reason you're here this morning, right, is to experience His love for you. Isn't that great? Don't let the devil distract you. Don't let him get you off of the path of God's love for you. That's why we're here to experience him. Father, we thank you for this time together. Holy Spirit, I feel you right here in our midst. And I pray that you um, keep us woke. Help us to stay woke, Lord. Aware of your presence. The very same Jesus that commanded Lazarus to come out of the grave is in our midst in the person of the Holy Spirit. You can do all things. Nothing is impossible with you. All things are possible to those who believe in you. We free you in our midst to do the impossible. We free you in our midst to do what only you can do. You are God, there is no other. We put all of our trust in you. You are our fortress. You're the shield of our salvation. You're the wholeness that we enjoy each day. You're the peace of our minds. You're the strength of our bodies. You're the financial provision of our lives. We're not living by labor, we're living by favor. Because of your amazing love and this covenant that you ratified with the sacrifice of your son that is unlike any other covenant ever. You've given it to us at no cost to us. And we receive it. The abundance of your grace and the gift of your righteousness. And we choose to reign with you, Lord Jesus, in the midst of enemy territory, to plunder the strong man's house, to take back what the devil's stolen, to live life abundantly as you made us to live, to bring people into the marvelous kingdom of your, your Father God, out of darkness and into light, out of the power of Satan, into the power of Jesus Christ. Thank you for speaking to us, for ministering to us this morning. Our minds are stayed on you. We fix our hearts and our attention on you with a steady, expectant, absorbent gaze. In Jesus' name, amen. You have to be aware of distractions. We have a destiny to fulfill. And we have uh, a number of things that can try and get us off of God's path for our lives. Remember, we're living on planet Earth. It's not our home. It's a fallen world that's falling apart, okay? This was never God's plan to have wars and, and crimes and rape and murder. None of that is the will of God. The terrible things that go on in the earth are not his plan. They're not a part of his will. God does not use sickness and disease to teach people things. The will of God is wholeness and life and health and peace and joy and strength and, and healthy relationships in your life. 
but we know that we're living in a fallen world. Jesus taught us that Satan is the God of this world. It's so important to understand that. You won't understand things if, you don't, if we don't study Jesus. He taught us we're living in enemy territory and that, that Satan is the ruler of this world. But through faith in Christ, we can live our entire lives in victory with Satan under our feet. Amen. That's where he belongs. He belongs under your feet. No matter who you are or where you're from. And God has made that possible through his son. We encourage you to put your faith in God's love for you in Jesus Christ. Welcome to Highway Church. If it's your first time here, we want to welcome you. And, and we want you to know God loves you so much. Yeah. Facebook, we're glad you're here. And we've got connection cards. If you want to connect with us, fill out a connection card and you can set it on the counter uh, as you leave or put it in the offering bucket later in the service. There's a prayer request placed on the back. And if it's your first time here, you can fill that out. Or if it's your hundredth time here, you can fill that out. It's a way of communicating with us. If you, if you have something you want us to pray for, or it's a, it's a method of communication, okay? That's that green card. It's about yay big, right? You have one, Dennis can hold it up. Yeah, it's this card here. So this, this is, serves multiple purposes. This is uh, called a connection card. We're all connected through Christ, right? But this is uh, for someone who's maybe here for the first time, and they want to learn more about what we do. And uh, we want you to know that we are not about religion. Okay, religion is man's system of trying to get to God, and it doesn't work. I'll just be real with you, Okay. What we're about is relationship. God never decided, tried to never set out to establish a religion. Jesus came that we'd have a relationship with God as our Father. So that's our purpose. It's very simple, to, to bring people into relationship with the one who made them, okay? That's what we're all about. It's very, very simple. So if you have any questions about that, you want to connect with us, just fill that out. And on the back, um, there are some, some check boxes there. Um, you say, if I, I accepted Jesus for the first time today, um, whatever it may be, I want to be water baptized. Uh, if you want to be water baptized, you can check the box on the back. Uh, what else we got there? I've been a Christian. I made an intentional recommitment today. Uh, I'm new to Highway Church. Please contact me with additional information. I'm interested in joining a small group. Uh, please contact me about volunteering. Please send me um, info on how to uh, automate my giving. There's a prayer request here. Um, you can fill that out. So take advantage of these. Uh, we all have different schedules, and we're all doing different things. It's a way to communicate with each other, okay? And on Facebook, you know, you can just direct message us uh, at any time. Hallelujah. <sighs> Come on, are you ready to drink and eat? God loves you. One of the things, he, the, the, de the primary thing the devil will attempt to distract you with is getting offended by someone. That's, that's his like number one tool or, or one of the top five anyway. He wants you to get offended by something someone said or something someone didn't say. <laughs> by something someone did or something they didn't do. And listen, we all make mistakes. Don't fall into that trap. There's a great book written by uh, John Bevere many years ago called The Bait of Satan. And it's, he's talking about offense. It is a bait. And Pastor Jonathan Del Turco 
uh, preaches a great message. He was here a little while ago called Don't Be the Monkey. You can go to International Family Church website and listen to that message. Don't Be the Monkey. He's talking about uh, monkeys, how they trap monkeys in certain countries by putting bait uh, in a, I think it's a coconut, you know. And all they have to do to be free is let go of the bait, but they won't, you know. And that's what offense is like. If you keep holding on to that, you're not going to be free. And Satan will pull you right off the path that God has for you. So we're, we're not ignorant of his schemes, right? Hallelujah. No monkeys in here, right? Hallelujah. So why are we so much about relationship here? Because knowing about God is not going to transform your life. I want to say that again. Knowing, capital letters, about, A-B-O-U-T, knowing about God will not transform your life. Knowing God will. A lot of believers, Christians, know about God, but they don't have this vibrant, daily, life-giving relationship with Him. This is where the power is. So we're here to help people grow in that, help people experience on a Monday morning the resurrection power of Christ. He's the resurrection you need. He can take a life that's completely a mess and put it back together in and make it new and turn it into something that doesn't even seem possible. That's what he does. He puts people together again. He makes people new. He's the resurrection and the life. So it's important you understand the difference between religion and relationship. And I, I, I use this word a lot when I'm talking about religion. What we're talking about is man's systems, man's traditions. Man's ideas of what they say you need to do to get to God, of what they say you need to do to please God, and I'm telling you, it just doesn't work. I grew up in that. It was a mess. And the thing about it is, if you're in that system, you try harder, you want to know God, you keep doing all the things you're told you have to do, but it just keeps you guessing. You're never really sure of where you stand with God. You're never really sure of who he is and what he's done for you. I want you to know God doesn't want you to have to guess about him anymore. He wants you today, right now, this very moment, to become sure and certain of how much he loves you. He wants you at this very moment to become sure and certain of what he's already accomplished for you through Jesus Christ. This is when real life begins. When I enter into a real relationship where I'm talking to God and he's talking to me. Where I'm hearing his voice for my life. I don't, it was some time ago, there was a, uh, a big stink made on the internet because a, a public figure talked about uh, God, 
you know, told him. I think it was the vice president something that said, like, you know, I, I, the Lord spoke to me or something like that. And people started tearing him apart. And one, one famous talk show said, well, I can, okay, I can understand, you know, being a Christian and talking to God, but wait a minute. God talking to you, that's, you know, that's crazy. No, he talks. In fact, you'll find he's communicating regularly. We just have to learn how to hear him, how to recognize his voice, because there are a lot of voices trying to get your attention. Lots of voices. He's, he's the living God. Did you know he's not a statue? Seriously. He's not. What's a statue? A statue is something a person made with their hands. And, and artwork is wonderful. But God's not a statue. He's not a piece of artwork. Right? In fact, God told his people, he said, don't make any statues of me. Why? Is he against artwork? Of course not. God's the greatest artist that could ever live. He's against us putting our faith in something man-made. I mean, there isn't a human being on earth that could create the image of God with their hands. He's so much greater than we can imagine. And what happens if we try and pull him down to our level, we minimize what he can do in our lives. We, we, we put him in our, our little creative box, but he's so much bigger than that. And I grew up in a church that taught you to, to, to talk to statues. I'm not trying to put anyone down, but I'm telling you, statues can't help you. We don't serve a stained glass window statue God. We serve a God who speaks and stars are. Who, spe who creates galaxies. He can't be made of clay. He can't be formed by man's hands. He has no beginning. He has no end. And he wants an intimate relationship with you today. Are you willing to give him your full attention? Well, I would if, if this wouldn't have happened or if so-and-so wouldn't have done that to me. Listen, don't let what people do keep you from knowing him. People make mistakes, but he's perfect. That's right. Now, hearing his voice, we're talking about relationship with God. That's why we're here at Highway Church. Knowing God. You talking to him and him talking to you. You knowing his voice as sure as you know your name. Was it Mary when she was at the tomb and they didn't know where the body of the Lord was? Do you, do you know this account in the Gospels? And she's weeping. And Jesus comes into the tomb. He already left, but he came back in. And he, he starts, uh, he says something, and, and she thinks he's the gardener or something, right? right? But then he says, Mary, right? And something triggered in her heart. She says, that's my Lord. He knows you. He knows everything about you. Don't be afraid. And he loves you perfectly. There's nothing we can hide from him, right? And why would we want to? He knows all the nasty stuff about me, right? He knows all the dark things, the confusing things, the, the things way back in a corner from 20 years ago. He knows those things, and he loves me. And he loves you perfectly. And nothing can change that. Nothing you've done, nothing you could ever do could ever alter his love for you. So hearing his voice, this is important because we're living in two realms. 
Stay with me. This might seem a little sci-fi, but it's not science fiction. Every one of us is operating in two realms all the time. We are. It's how we're made. Okay, there's the natural realm. We could say this, two realities, right? There's the natural realm or the natural reality. And there's the spirit realm and the spirit reality. Okay? Now, we know what the natural is. The natural is anything that we can detect with our five senses. If I can touch it, taste it, see it, hear it, smell it, it's natural. Now, there could be some times, it's not very often, but there are times when we can detect things, there's a spiritual manifestation of something, you know, but, but by and large, on a day-to-day basis, the five senses are what we detect the natural realm with. What about the spirit realm? Hebrews 11.3 says that everything in this natural realm came from the spirit realm. Everything that's detected with the five senses came from the realm that the five five senses can't detect, right? It says what's seen came from what is unseen. Many are frustrated, discouraged, and depressed because they're either one of two things. They're looking in the natural realm for the answers to their issues, or they're looking in the spirit realm in the wrong places. Okay? The answer to every issue, whether it's natural or spiritual, is actually in the spirit realm. The answer to every sickness, to every depression, to every anxiety, to every fear, is actually not in the natural realm. It's in the spirit realm. Believers should know this. This shouldn't be news information. Unfortunately, it is, because believers haven't been taught about this. There are two realms that we're functioning in constantly, the natural and the spiritual. The answer that we need for our job, for our future, for our right now, for our mortgage, for our bills, for our dreams, for our destiny, the answer we need is where? In the spirit realm. But (laughs) just like there are good and bad things in the natural realm, there are good and bad things in the spirit realm. It's important to know that. Just because it's spiritual doesn't mean it's good. good. This is good. The Holy Spirit's teaching us, isn't he? He's teaching us. In fact, we're not going to go there. I want to get to another scripture. But 2 Corinthians 11.14 teaches us, 2 Corinthians 11.14, that Satan actually masquerades What does masquerade mean? What do you do when you go to a masquerade party? You put on a disguise, a costume. One translation says Satan masquerades as an angel of light. Another translation says Satan disguises himself. That means when he tries to, to get you to follow him, he will come in a way that's attractive to you. Come on, this is good to know. You'll be dead in the water without this. He can come to you in the form of a a, a religious person, a minister, a quote-unquote prophet, many different ways, a school teacher, an authority figure, 
Um, I'm just picking these out random. I'm not trying to identify anyone. I'm just saying he can come in a way that he, it looks good. And it seems like something that might help you. That's what he does. He, of course, he wouldn't come to us and, and, and with a big flashing sign saying, you know, I'm, I'm the prince of darkness and the prince of death and, and I want to destroy you and I want to steal from you. And obviously, right? A good thief never wants his identity to be known because once his identity is known, he can't steal from you anymore. It's time for you to recognize not only the voice of God, but the voice of Satan. I like that song, is it? I don't know. It's a hill song, Young and Free, but it says, Tell Satan Not Today. What's that song? Him? Is, it, is it Young and Free? Not Today? United. It's United. So tell him, not today. How can you tell Satan not today if you can't recognize what he's trying to do in your life? You can't. There are a lot of believers that are accepting what Satan is doing in their lives because they've been told wrong things about God. How, how twisted is that? Right? God wants us to, to, to pull you out of that today. We're going to let him do it. Listen, you cannot navigate life accurately apart from a relationship with Christ. You can't do it. Look at John 14, 6. We can't accurately discern what is good and bad. I mean, some things are obvious. The patriots are good. The giants are bad. That's obvious. <laughs> Right? But some things, it's not so clear, right? <laughs> some things you need more wisdom, right? But listen, you can't accurately navigate your life on your own. You can't accurately navigate your life with the wisdom of man. People mean well, but they're not God. It could be the most well-intentioned person trying to help you, but you need to hear the voice of God for your life. Yes. And God is so good, he doesn't want you to have to guess of who he is or, or where you can find him. And he doesn't have a, a waiting line or a, a voicemail. His name's Jesus. Look what Jesus said. He said, I'm the way. I'm so glad he made it so clear. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Now we know if he would have said, I am a way, I am a truth, I am a life, then we'd have some searching to do, wouldn't we? In other words, he's, I'm, I'm, I'm one of the many options. How many options? I don't know. I mean, if there was a pill that would cure you and you didn't know which one it was and there are a hundred pills on the counter, what would you do? Would you try your luck? I wouldn't. I need to know where my answer is. I need to know who my answer is. Jesus is your answer for every question of your life for every issue of your life. And I want to apologize to you on behalf of churches everywhere. Because I know sometimes you can go to a church and hear some things and get confusing, but I just, I want you to know God has answers for you. Amen. And Jesus is the answer you've been looking for. And you'll never be truly happy 
until you receive his love for you. Until you begin walking in a daily relationship with him. Don't be afraid of that. He's not going to hurt you. He will never hurt you. He will never do anything wrong or bad to you. Never. Why? Because he is 100% love. 100% good. And nothing will ever change that. See, Satan hates that Jesus made it so simple. He hates this statement. Because this sets people free if they'll believe it. The searching is over when you start believing Jesus. I found that out at 19. I wish I would have found it out at 5. But, but I, he opened my eyes, and the search was over when I began believing what he said. And reading what he said every day. Matthew, book of Matthew, that's in the New Testament. It's the very first book. It's called one of the Gospels, they call it. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and Acts. First five books in the New Testament. I would just eat those up like they were going out of style. That's a phrase from back in the day. (laughs) So Satan hates this simplicity. He doesn't want your life to be simple. Have you ever answered a question someone asks you about something and you say, it's complicated? <laughs> Don't ever answer that way again. That's exactly what Satan wants you to think. It's complicated. No, it's not. That's a cover-up. That's a cover-up. That's a mask. If you'll walk with Jesus, he will make it simple. His yoke is easy. His load is light. The devil wants it to be complicated. You have millions and millions of people now searching, trying to figure out who they are. Our identity is found in relationship with Christ. Another definition of the word truth is reality. Jesus says, I'm the reality that you're looking for. Jesus is the reality that makes life work. (laughs) Jesus is the reality that makes things clear to see. Jesus is the reality that enables us to understand who we are and why we were made. Nothing could be more important than your relationship with him. That's why we're doing what we're doing. That's why we came here early this morning. That's why we left our home at 7.50-something this morning so we can get here to set this up for you so that you could come from your home and, and get to know the voice of Christ. Grow in your relationship with him. Jesus is the reality that makes your life work. He said this. Put Matthew 6, 33 up there. This is one of my favorite uh, passages here, a little gold nugget. It says, Jesus is saying, steep. You know what that word means, right? Like a tea bag. When you take a tea bag, you completely immerse it 
into the warm water, right? And you move it back and forth. You stir it around. That's what steep means. He says, steep your life, immerse your life, saturate yourself with God reality. Isn't that good? This is a choice, isn't it? This doesn't happen automatically. The, tea, the only way that tea bag's going to get in your cup is if you put it in there. Right? The only way you're going to know him is if you choose to put yourself in him. You have to choose to immerse yourself in him. Christianity is not a Sunday thing. It's, it's a, it's a moment-by-moment experience of, of knowing him. Immerse yourself in the reality of who I am. Steep your life in God reality, God initiative, God provision. Look at that. Those are the three things we focus on at Highway Church. Isn't that neat? <laughs> I saw that earlier. That's pretty cool. What do we talk about? Who he is. That's God reality, right? What he's done for us. God initiative. Who we are in him. God provisions. Hey! Yeah. Soak, soak in this this week. You really do have to soak in the Word of God. I'm telling you. You read a little bit in the morning, that's not going to do it. It's just not going to do it. You need to absolutely soak in it. So if Jesus is saying, soak yourself in God reality, that means there's some other realities out there. Right? There's some other realities. What are the different realities? What people say? Right? What man says, what spirits of darkness say, and what God says. Right? We go with what God says. No matter who says what to us, it has to agree with the words of Jesus or it's not coming inside of us. We are very adamant about this. Jesus is the author of life. And if he hasn't taught it, if he doesn't demonstrate it in his ministry, we're not accepting it. You have to be committed to who he is. This is not a political thing. It's not a social thing. This is your heart going through life. And if you want to experience the abundant life he came to give you, you've got to give your whole heart to him. Look at Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20. We're talking about different realities, right? What people say, what spirits of darkness might say, and what God says. How do we steep our lives in God reality? We fill our intellect, our mind, and our hearts with his words. Oh, I left my, oh, it's over here. I'll get it. This is a, a, a hard copy Bible. I've got a bunch on my phone. But I want to encourage you, don't let today pass without having one of these. Okay? This is not a religious book. I know it's been grossly misunderstood and grossly mistaught, but this book will transform your life. And I emphasize getting a hard copy, and I, I, I know it's convenient to have it on your phone, but one of the major benefits of having a hard copy is just you can just see so much at one time. And if something happens when you're reading a hard copy, uh, like you're reading here, you know, and, you, and, and all of a sudden you'll remember there's a promise over here, and you're seeing, you start seeing connections. It's so powerful. So, so I, I love technology, but, but don't get away from having a hard copy Bible, really. 
Make your main reading be in a hard copy Bible. I'm, I'm telling you. Nothing, can, it, it will help you like nothing else, okay? I like the phone screens, but they're so tiny. You know, you got, ooh, you know, yeah, you get a few verses, and you, uh, I don't want to do that. That's nice when you want to grab a verse, or what was that verse, or, you know, as a reference, but I don't want to sit there for an hour and do this, you know. I want to eat, you know, I want to I see some stuff, you know, I want to be, oh, where's that, boom, 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 and you'll start knowing stuff. I mean, I've gotten to the point where I can open to my Bible almost to a, the scripture I want. Not always, but there are certain passages I've been to so much as, boom, Matthew 15, there it is, right? Yeah. You just get to know the word that way. This is very simple. Come on. Very practical. If you don't have one, get one today. Let me tell you a little bit about the Bible, okay? There are different translations. Why? Because the Bible wasn't written in English. Okay, so the Old Testament was written in Hebrew. The New Testament was written in Greek. I don't speak either one of those. So I need an English translation, okay? Um, I would recommend there are two different types of translation. There are literal ones, and there are paraphrased ones. I recommend getting a literal one for your main study, like New King James, New American Standard. There are paraphrases like the message, which, which I like to reference, but I don't like to read it as my main one because sometimes they miss it in their paraphrases. They'll water things down or they're trying to use a catchy phrase and just miss it. So I recommend getting a, a, a literal. Eden, can you, I used to have a slide showing all the literal and the paraphrase translations. Can you find that anywhere? Anyway, uh, New King James. King James, obviously, but we don't speak King James English anymore, so it might be hard to understand. Uh, New King James is, is much easier to understand. New American Standard. Um, Amplified actually is a word for word, even though they amplify it. Um, what else? Give me some other literal ones. Um, NIV, ESV, English Standard Version, ASV, American Standard Version. It's a number of them out there. But yeah, it's great. You get a good literal one, and you read that, and then you compare it which we can do online now to 27 other translations. It's really good. And you start understanding and knowing him. So this is what Proverbs 4 says. My son, give attention to what people say. No. Give attention to my words. Incline. That's a purposeful, intentional turning of your ear to my sayings. Right? Look at verse 21. Do not let them. So if they depart from us, what happened? We let them go, didn't we? That's right. You got to understand, God has given you control over your mind. Right. Man won't tell you that. Man will tell you you're losing your mind. You're not. God's given you control over your mind. The devil will tell you you're losing your mind. You're not. See, this is the answer to Alzheimer's. Staying in the Word. Do you hear me? Facebook, how you doing? The answer to Alzheimer's is staying with Christ, staying in the Word, purposefully keeping your attention on it. Don't let them depart from your sight. This sounds serious, right? It is. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Well, why? What's the big deal? Verse 22. Because their life to those who find them who are they life to? Those who are, are, are turning their ear toward them, keeping their eyes on them, keeping their hearts focused on them, putting their faith in them. See, life doesn't automatically. The life Christ came to give you won't automatically happen. 
It doesn't. You have to grab a hold of it and not let go. Their life to those who find them and health. What? To all their body. That word health, this is in Hebrew, written in Hebrew, we're reading in English. The Hebrew word for health literally means the cure and the remedy. They are life to those who find them and the cure and the remedy for their whole body. Come on, is this life changing or what? If you believe it, I mean, if you just kind of, eh, whatever, it's not going to change your life. But if you believe this and you grab a hold of this and you soak in this every day, you're going to see the results of it in your body. The message translation says it like this. I like those who put that up, those who discover these words live. I like that. Really live. Body and soul, they're bursting with health. <laughs> New Living Translation. These are paraphrase translation. For they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole Amen. body. Amen. When you start believing this, you'll stop looking and searching for answers to your health. Because this is it. Amen. Doesn't it say whole body there? What kind of God would he be if he, if he only fixed our thumb? I came so that your thumb would be healed. Awesome. I mean, that's good. But I have more than, more than a thumb, right? I've got two of those or whatever. No, he wants the whole person complete. He's God. Isn't he God? Can we let him be God and stop trying to water him down? Come on, let's let him be who he is in our lives. He's the God of the whole body. Hallelujah. The New Century Version, another paraphrase says this, they are the key to life to those who find them. They bring health to the whole body. Love it. What are we talking about? Different realities. There's what people say, what spirits of darkness say, and there's what God says. This is what he says. Who are you going to exalt? Really? The word that I act on is the word that I've exalted in my life. The word that I choose to put my energy towards is the word that I really believe. That's what James was talking about, that faith comes with corresponding actions. Right? Faith without works is dead. What does that mean? That when I believe something, I act on it. If I'm not acting on it, I don't believe it. Come on, this is so good. I'm just loving what the Holy Spirit's doing. I'm not planning on going and saying some of the things I'm saying, but I believe the Holy Spirit is really ministering to us. So when we believe, really believe, you can like casually believe something, right? And there's a lot of casual believing going on. Like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. But when I am firmly convinced of it, 
I will move on it. In fact, when we're talking about Jesus, I will build my life on it. When I'm firmly convinced of who he is, my whole life will change. Not in one day. It takes time. But he will become my all in all. He will become the reason that I do what I do. Because that's who he is. He is all in all. He's the Alpha and the Omega. We can't be casual with faith. Bible faith is not casual. It is violent. What do I mean by violent? Not hurting people. It, it refuses to be denied. It will not allow darkness to steal from it. It will not let Satan enter. Bible faith is passionate. Bible faith is sure. It is certain. It is a confidence that refuses to be denied. We got much too casual with what we call faith. We're sure and certain. Now look what God said to Joshua in the Old Testament. In Joshua chapter 1. We're talking about steeping our lives in what God says. This is the essence of our relationship with Him. You're not going to know God just by going up on a mountain somewhere. That doesn't work. Why? Because there are other spirits that will try and speak to you. And if you don't know God's character, if you don't know God's word, you will be misled. Okay? You can light all the candles you want. You can burn all the incense you want. You can do all the positions you want. But if you don't know his character and his word, you will be misled spiritually. And you don't want to be misled spiritually. Jesus is your safety. He's the safeguard in your life to keep you on the right path. So I've got to know him. I've got to read his word. I've got to get to know what's important to him. I've got to get to know his nature and character so I can navigate through life. So this is in the Old Testament. Joshua is about to step into the, 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 his destiny the biggest challenge of his life. And God says this to them. He says, do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night. And that's a Hebrew word that means to say it to yourself softly over and over again. His words are life to my whole body. His words are life and health to my whole body. I do this regularly. Sometimes I'll sit there in the morning, get up early enough, and I might take an hour and meditate on a couple of scriptures. And I imagine Proverbs 4.20, his word is life to my whole body. And I'll imagine the life of God flowing from my head all the way down through every joint, through every system of my body. I'm just putting a time on it. You don't have to do that. But I'm just telling you, it does take time. You don't have to do 60 minutes or, you know, but it does, you do have to have some time with him alone every day. I'm telling you, this is not a religious work. We're not trying to get to heaven. I'm just talking, you need Jesus time. Yeah. <laughs> no, Jesus time is me time. It really is. We talk about me time. The best vacation you can ever have is getting alone with Jesus. The best rest you'll ever find is getting alone with him. The best refreshment and recreation you'll ever know is one-on-one -on -one with Jesus. In his presence is fullness of joy. In his presence is refreshment, recreation, rejuvenation, resurrection. 
What, what about just saying, you know what, I'm going to be with you. I'll make time every day to get along with you. I'm telling you, if you're not doing that, you're missing out. This is not a guilt trip. This is not a religious work. But if you're not being alone with him, you're cheating yourself. And you will not be strong enough to stand against the enemy. You won't. We need strength. And a strength comes from meditating in his word. And what's great about it, you can do it all day long. Right? Just take it, take it with you. Put one in your heart. Go to work with it. His word is life and health to my whole body. You know, you're working on your projects, whatever you're doing at work, making your lattes, you know, whatever it is. Right? And as you're doing that, it's rolling around inside of you. His word's life and health to my whole body. That's meditating in the word. See? It's just keeping it rolling inside, going over it, saying it to yourself over and over. This is what God told Joshua to do. Why did he tell him to do this? So he could get to heaven? No. He, had, he was living life on planet earth, and there were challenges. There were giants in front of him, and he needed victory. You're living on planet earth, and there are giants in front of you. You need victory. Devil wants you to be afraid and run back into a corner. God wants you to stand strong and take the head off of that giant. So meditate in his word. Get in there. Don't let anything keep you from eating his word every day. It is the most important thing you do. It's more important than any, any financial uh, endeavors you have, than any social relationships you have, than any position that you hold. It's meditating in his word. This is what so many believers do not do. So that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Look, then you'll be prosperous and successful. Look at verse 9. Have I not commanded you? So what's God's will for us? To be prosperous and successful. Isn't that good? What's God's will for you? To be prosperous and successful. Let's say it again. What's God's will for you? To be prosperous and successful. It's good to know that. What's the devil's will for you? Broke, confused, sick, depressed. Right? Yeah. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Yeah. So he says, have I not commanded you? Look at what God says to you. Be strong. Don't be afraid. Be strong. Be courageous. Don't be terrified. Don't be discouraged. You have to choose not to be these things. Because Satan will try and put these things on you, but you have to say no to fear. See the word courageous and the word under it, discourageous, discouraged, right? So you either have courage and the devil will try and take that courage away. That's what discourage is. Tries to steal your courage. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So these are the spirit words we need. So we go through our Bibles and we find the promises of God. And we eat them night and day. Right? 2 Corinthians 5.21, God made him who knew no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I put that in my heart who knows how long ago. Back in the late 80s, early 90s. Never taken it out. I eat that regularly. God has made me his righteousness. Is it Romans 6.11, the word dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus? 
I say that regularly. Temptation comes my way. The devil tries to condemn me. I'm dead to sin, and I'm alive to God in Christ Jesus. I'm dead to sin and alive to God in Christ Jesus. I'm strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Where's that at? Ephesians what? 6.10, right? That's a great one to keep with you. I'm strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. I'm strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. I'm strong in the Lord. Say that all day long. Try it. It will change you. I mean, three times is good, but how about 122,000 times? Now you're getting somewhere. I'm serious. What are we doing? We're reprogramming our mind. Have you ever rebuilt a computer? Oh, man. I mean, I remember back in the day in a certain type of operating system, I had to rebuild a lot. And it got to the point, I had so many things on there, it took about 40 hours to get it back to the state where I could use it. Because right. there's a bunch of codes and stuff that needs to be fixed and redone. We've got to reprogram our minds, guys. Yeah. And it takes time. So we don't do this as a religious duty or because we're trying to earn anything from God. We do it because this is who we are. We're just simply reprogramming our mind to recognize and enjoy what God's already done for us. So if I have to say it 100,000 times, I'm going to say it. And don't put a number on it. We're not trying. I'm just trying to give you some kind of idea that this does take time. It doesn't happen by coming to church once or, or learning a Bible verse. It's not going to do it. We, Jesus, steep yourself. Immerse yourself. Meditate day and night in me. Nothing is more important. All right, a couple more scriptures and we're done. John 6, 63, talking about the different realities, right? Spirit reality or natural reality. It's, our answer lies in the spirit realm. We need the what God says to fill our minds. Go ahead to John 6, 63. Uh, there we go. So Jesus said this, and it's a life changer. He said, it's the spirit. In other words, the answer is in the spirit realm. It's the spirit that quickeneth. Yes, the Holy Spirit. Uh, but literally, I don't believe he's talking about the Holy Spirit. Certainly the Holy Spirit is the one who makes alive. And in the, in the Greek, you can't tell what spirit he's talking about. There's no capital there. It's important to understand this. And, and some, some Christians freak out about this. Don't, we know God. We don't have to be afraid. There's a lowercase s here. Why? Because it's just the Greek word for spirit. Okay, of course the Holy Spirit is the one that gives life. But what's he talking about? He's talking about if you want life, your answer is in the spirit realm. Okay, the flesh profits nothing. Life comes from your spirit. Are you following me? In here is where your life is. It's the spirit that, that gives life. The healing your body needs will come from in your spirit. Okay, the flesh, this profits nothing. There's no benefit to this as far as life and healing goes. It doesn't come from here. It comes from in here. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit. Now we're seeing what he's talking about. In other words, he said, I'm giving you life. The words I'm speaking to you, they're spirit and they're life. They'll build life into you. If you'll receive them and chew them up and meditate in them, they'll build life into you. Look how the Weymouth translation says it. 
It is the Spirit which gives life. Now see, in English, they capitalize that. It's not like that in the Greek. All right? The flesh confers no benefit whatever. Is that hard to hear? But it's true. I mean, the world and a lot of believers are so focused on their flesh. Right? They think the answer is in the body. It's not. It's in the Spirit. Amen. The answer to health is in the Spirit. The words I've spoken to you are spirit and our life. Wow. God is so good. I was really hoping to get to John chapter 4 today. We didn't get there, but it was good. It was good. We're going to just talk about relationship with God, knowing Him more. The devil is trying to take people off the path. The devil is trying to discourage people. We're not going to let him do it. Not today and not ever. Amen. Not ever. We're off limits to Satan. We're off limits to depression. We're off limits to darkness. We're off limits to confusion. We're off limits to sickness and disease. We belong to Christ. His words are spirit and they are life. Hallelujah. I want to encourage you to keep eating the word of God. Keep receiving. Uh, I'm telling you, I'm just having amazing times with God when I'm praying about you. (laughs) This doesn't happen. We don't just come up and say, okay, let's have church. And, and, I, and this, this, there are years and years, there are decades that have gone into this happening. Okay? De- decades of choices I had to make, sacrifices I had to make, uh, challenges that I had to go for this to happen. I'm just trying to get you to realize what, what, you're, what we're, God's doing here. We're being made stronger. Don't let the devil pull you away or get you off track or discourage you. Eat Jesus. Eat him every day. What I'm saying is I'm praying for each Sunday and preparing. It, I'm just, it's amazing what the Lord is doing and what he wants to do in your lives. I don't know how to communicate it. So I'll come in with my notes and the things I've prepared and other things are coming out. Because he wants to minister to you. It's like he's bursting to make you whole. It's like, oh, would they just let me make them whole? Would they just let me bless them? Would they just let me loose in their life? Would they just accept me as I am and let me be their God? Hallelujah. Father, thank you for being our God. I'm so glad you're not a statue. I'm so glad that man didn't make you. I need a real God. I need a God that creates galaxies with a word. I need a God who's limitless in power. Nothing else will do for me. I need you. We need you. You're the author of life. You have no beginning. You have no end. You're not plugged into an outlet somewhere. You are power. You are life. You are love. You have no energy source. You are energy. And nothing can diminish who you are. We plug into you right now. We plug into the source of life by by believing in who you are and what you've said and what you've done. Thank you, Lord. We choose to let you be God in our lives. We're not going to make you small or try and fit you into our, uh, our what we know or understand or our experiences. Be God. We let you free. Do what you want to do in our lives. Heal, deliver, set free. Take us higher, Lord. Your perfect love. We know you're never going to hurt us, 
We, never, we know you're never going to leave us, never going to forsake us, never going to do anything bad to us. So it's with great joy that we say, Lord, do what you want to do in our lives. Go ahead, Lord. You're our God. And we love you, Jesus. You are the way. You are the reality that makes our life work. And we exalt you as such this morning. At Highway Church, we want to help you grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ and experience the abundant life He came to give you. If you'd like to learn more about God's amazing love for you, please visit us at highwaychurch.us. You can email us at info at highwaychurch.us or message us via our Facebook page. Put your trust in Jesus today and taste and see how good He is.